All right, guys, welcome to the I Love Seville show. My name is Jerry Miller. I am um, very legitimately doing five things at once here. I'll give you a snapshot into the morning, into what it's like to be um, an entrepreneur and a business owner um, in the real estate, media, venture capital, branding, and... Uh, business brokerage spaces. I, I, I legitimately have on my phone here um, 76 unopened text messages. 76 unopened text messages here from when I walked in this morning at 8 a.m. today that I have not had an opportunity to get to. Look at the uh, screen for today's headlines. Um, I'm going to have to give you a call back. I am on the talk show right now. Um, send me the contract. I'll have legal review the contract, and we will get back to you with negotiation and my client's thoughts as soon as possible. All right, I have to get off. I'm sorry to be rude. I'm literally on the show. Thank you. Um, just literally took, that's, is that the first, a phone call on air on the talk show right there? Um, all right, look at the screen for headlines. Northrop Grumman, $200 million into Waynesboro. That's breaking news. That probably is the first that you've heard of that. 300 big money jobs coming to the Waynesboro area. What is the cause and effect of this breaking news? I'll pick it apart like Thanksgiving turkey today on the I Love Seville show. I'm going to give you a different perspective on Ivy Road. Ivy Road in the 10-story, 130-foot-tall, 242 apartments um, that are being planned for a banking, uh, the truest bank site on Ivy Road, a fresh perspective. We thought, you know... We'll, we'll analyze it from every side. On yesterday's show, we thought it was maybe the University of Virginia trying to diminish the value by utilizing its clout and influence to get in the ear of City Council and Planning Commission, writing a letter to Planning Commission and City Council saying, look, it's crazy to have 10 stories and 130 feet and 242 apartments and all this infrastructure strain. This can't happen. Diminishing what the possibilities could be at this site which would then lower the value and potentially allow them to scoop up a, a purchase um, months from now to continue their Ivy Road vision. Here's a flip side that was presented to me that I want you guys to consider. Maybe it's the developer that's inflating the value of their property, saying we're going to do, we're going to go Bobby Big Balls, and we're going to go balls to the wall with 10 stories, and balls to the wall with 600 people, and balls to the wall with 242 apartments. And they're playing the developer out of Winston-Salem, the perception game. And maybe the developer is managing perception by doing the absolute most possible getting in the ear of the Lewis Mountain Neighborhood Association and getting the public to get involved with this, which then creates an exit strategy that is more lucrative for them. We saw that strategy with perhaps United Land Company, Wendell Wood, um, in Zero East High Street. I want to talk about that on today's show. I want to talk about um, 530 apartments and 1,500 students coming to Jefferson Park Avenue with a new project, um, a high-rise on the JPA Emmett Street Stadium Road corner. We'll talk about that. We had um, multiple folks email us these details. I want to talk about gentrification. Clearly, we're seeing massive gentrification on the horizon here for the Charlottesville and Almaro County area. These big money jobs from Northrop Grumman, now 300 additional jobs coming to the area, are coming at the exact same time that Amazon is investing $11 billion into Louisa County, the exact same time that the Biotech Institute, Paul Manning's $100 million donation, has indicated that... Um, Two to 3,000 additional jobs will come to the area the exact same time that Jaffrey Woodruff is funding the data science school and new jobs. Thousands of them are coming to the Charlottesville and Almoral area. The population is increasing, and the people that are coming are bringing incremental sacks of money to undoubtedly gentrify this community. I'm going to pick it apart like Thanksgiving turkey. We'll talk UVA hoops and UVA football. We have a tale of two teams, two teams heading in opposite directions. That topic on today's program. I'll give you a snapshot of what the first Six hours of my day has looked like before I get into the breaking news. News heard first here on the Isle of Seville show. We, we start the day often, my uh, better half and I, my wife and I, by hearing our 11-month-old son 
in the baby monitor. He's under a year old. Parents can appreciate or, or remember this. Maybe you're going through it right now. Grandparents or parents that have kids out of the nest, you can appreciate this. Recently married people. I went to a fantastic wedding over the weekend. Curtis Shaver and Julian Freeman got married. Curtis and Julian are tailor-made for each other. It was a fantastic wedding. Curtis and Julian wrote their own vows. I thought Curtis did a phenomenal job with his vows. Everyone in the audience uh, crying and tearing up, including my boy, Devin Barczalakachukia. Devin, I love you. I always butcher his Polish last name. He was one of the uh, groomsmen. He was bawling next to uh, Curtis. Um, Devin's great man. Rashad's great man. I just love their wedding. This is what you can expect, maybe those that are dating, those that are recently married. You get a uh, baby monitor. Um, we wake up pretty much, and, and we've woken up this way pretty much for the last almost 12 months. He's almost a year old, our youngest, with our, our youngest uh, starting to rustle and make noise somewhere in the 5 o'clock hour, somewhere between, actually sometimes it's between 4.30 a.m. and 5.30 a.m. Our 11-month-old starts crying or is moving in the crib. This particular morning, um, it was at 4.30 a.m. My wife is wonderful. She's the Elmer's glue of our family, undoubtedly the foundation. She wakes up. I start waking up as well. It was, I think she got up at 4.50, maybe 5, 5 a.m. And I start my day, and I think it's an unhealthy habit, but it's what I do, by reaching on the nightstand grabbing my life, one of my lifebloods, which it's sad to say, is my iPhone, and I often have somewhere between, I don't know, 20 to 30 unread messages that came from last night um, into my inbox. So I read the ones, some of them are flagged for levels of importance. From there, I check the market, um, and I do that through my CNBC app, and then I go out to the living room where... Um, I'd say 95% of the time, I'm, I'm, I'm feeding our youngest uh, formula, bottle feeding our youngest, while my wife is getting uh, our oldest, um, his lunchbox packed, and getting him ready for school. They're out the door by 7 a.m. for, for 7.40 drop-off. Um, after they leave at 7 a.m., I'm then putting an hour to 90 minutes on the phone um, at the house or on the way to work. On this particular morning, this is what our snapshot looked like, what my day started. Helping broker the sale of a business, I won't say which one, a notable business, uh, connecting um, my client with a tour of the business after hours tonight at 9 p.m., um, negotiating a lease on one of my office spaces, um, a, a two-year lease um, at $2,400 a month, so a good lease there. Um, working the phones to see what we're going to talk about on the show. How we get the content for the show is I'm texting or DMing or phone calling you know, elected officials, um, appointed officials, um, developers, um, C-suite, Heads of nonprofit saying what should be out there. At this point, we get information because they understand that it's a, a, a vault. What we're doing here is 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 um, you know they can count on us. They can count on us. I uh, was preparing for the Jerry and Jerry show. Then this news was shared with me about Northrop Grumman and $200 million coming to Waynesboro. If you want the entire story, go to ilovesevil.com. I appreciate um, a, a very connected individual sharing this story with me. I, I won't utilize his name, but if you're watching, I'm grateful for you. I think you're excellent at your job, and I sincerely mean that. $200 million, Glenn Youngkin announced about an hour ago, um, is going to be invested um, into the city of Waynesboro. Good Lord, Judah. You drive to Waynesboro often to visit your friends for uh, game night. 
Um, 200 million Northrop Grumman, a publicly traded company in the New York Stock Exchange, a global aerospace and de- defense technology company. They're going to invest more than 200 million into the city of Waynesboro to establish a new advanced electronics manufacturing and testing facility. More than 300 jobs will be created in the next five years by this. Glenn Youngkin says this quote. Northrop Grumman's expanding Virginia footprint sends a powerful message that the Commonwealth is a magnet for investment underpinned by a next-generation workforce. This global leader's cutting-edge facility in Waynesboro will provide job opportunities that attract and retain high-quality talent and create a transformational ripple effect for the entire region. End quote. The business-first governor has crushing it from a business and economic development standpoint, in particular in the area directly around Charlottesville, now Morrow County. $11 billion by Amazon invested into Louisa. Glenn Youngkin makes that announcement. Now $200 million plus by Northrop Grumman into the city of Waynesboro, 300-plus high-paying jobs. We know the Amazon investment, $11 billion, Judah, is going to create between 800 and 1,200 direct and indirect jobs. Hmm. Two data science, two, uh, not data science, two data campuses in Louisa with that $11 billion in Amazon. We got 300-plus jobs by Northrop Grumman. They're straight up saying these are high-money jobs. In fact... The Secretary of Commerce and Trade, Karen Merrick, said this, we are building the workforce of the future in the Commonwealth so that industry leaders continue to reinvest here and look forward to supporting the ramp up of more than 300 high-paying jobs. Judah, she straight up called them 300 high-paying jobs. Mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to give you some basic math here, then viewers and listeners, I want your take. I've heard the number from elected officials in Louisa that it's 800 to 1,200 indirect and direct jobs from Amazon. I'm going to use the low number, 800. They're straight up saying more than 300 high-paying jobs with Northrop Grumman. I'm going to conservatively say it's 300. So we're now at 1,100. Paul Manning's Biotech Institute, he kicked 100 mil to biotech to create this. UVA is saying it's two to 3,000 new jobs, incremental jobs, people outside the area. I'm going to go the low number, 2,000. Data Science School, funded by friend of the program, Jeffrey Woodruff. $120 million, He's given $180 million overall. No one's donated more money to UVA than Jeffrey Woodruff. You can make a legitimate argument he's done more for the University of Virginia, Jeffrey Woodruff, of anyone ever except for maybe Thomas Jefferson. I'll give it 2,000, just like I did the biotech school. We are now at 5,100. 5,100. UVA said they're going to expand enrollment and hire more people to, to address the expanded enrollment and help them manage said expansion. Okay? We're now at, I'll, I'll call it 2,000 students and, and professors. That's low and incredibly conservative. We both know it's going to be more than 2,000. We'll just call it for 2,000 for the sake of a conservative estimate. We're now at 7,100 J-dubs. Yep. 7,100 increased population. That, and I'm just going to use the number 7,100, and I'm going to use that 7,100 without referencing all the national media that calls it great outdoors. Hell, what was the wine, resi- wine distinction we got the other day? That the wine region was the number one wine region in the world? I know, the world, not just the U.S. Yeah, the number one wine region mm-hmm. in the world, the Monticello Wine Trail. I, I, I think it's probably safe to say, although I'm not going to count it in this estimate, I think it's probably safe to see, say that that distinction is going to drive population growth. Bloomberg called Charlottesville, the Charlottesville metro area in 2022, the 15th best place or the 15th most dense place for hybrid and remote work in America. 15 in the nation, the Charlottesville metro area. I'm not going to add that to our estimate either. I have a very conservative number of 7,100 people, additional population increase, increase in the population, all with six-figure-plus jobs. And that's a conservative number. 
It's a conservative number. You've got some students in there too, though, right? Students have mommies and daddies Amex. They create more gentrification than anybody. They don't even have to worry about paying bills. They just swipe the Amex card and drive their Benz, their Beamer, and their Porsches, and their Rovers around town. Taking up beds and doors and and places to live. 7,100. Where are these people, do you think, going to live? I would say it's probably safe to say if you have big money, you're probably not going to go to Buckingham. Probably not going to be going to, uh, you know, Dyke, uh, one of the hollers in Greene County. Not going to a holler. Probably, probably not going to Lovingston. Not, not sure if you're going to, you know, Barbersville. Not sure if you're going to, you know, Mineral. I would imagine the Tony and Targeted areas, the 7100 with stacks of paper, Scrooge McDuck's uh, gold coins, are, are, are going to the city of Charlottesville, Ivy, Keswick, Crozet, Belmont, North Downtown, Rugby, and just like that, Bing Bam Boom, it creates massive gentrification. First, I'm going to get your thoughts on the uh, $200 million into the city of Waynesboro. You know the city of Waynesboro. For, what's, what, what are you doing on game night? Which games are you playing out there, dog? Uh, they're role-playing games. Okay. okay. I actually don't go out there very often anymore. Oh, you don't? No. How come? Oh, we got out of the habit during the pandemic and found alternate means to uh, connect over, uh, over computer. And uh, for the most part, we've stuck with that. What role-playing games? Fuzzies? Fuzzy-type role-playing game? Fuzzies. I'm not sure what you're getting down with that. Joke. Terrible joke. Um, what kind of role-playing was it? Uh, think Dungeons & Dragons. That's okay. uh, it, essentially. What do you make of 200 mil by a New York Stock Exchange-traded global aerospace and defense technology company into the thriving metropolis of Waynesboro, Virginia. I think it's great. Talk to me. Talk to me. I mean, you know, Waynesboro is a great little town, and um, I'm sure they're going to use that money wisely and uh, expand, expand, expand. Um, I, I can't wait to see it. Uh, there's some great stuff in Waynesboro, and uh, and I can see uh, I can see Northrop Grumman moving in there as a, as a good thing. Um, also, obviously, providing some high end jobs. Why do you think Waynesboro? I got some ideas. I'm curious of yours. Why do I think that they're moving into Waynesboro? Viewers and listeners, why they pick Waynesboro? Your take, viewers and listeners. Waynes are they Waynesboreans? Hmm. Wayne's, That's a good question. Waynesters. I mean, a Charlottesville, someone from Charlottesville is a Charlottesvillian, right? Yeah. Someone from Almoral County is an Almoral Countyan, right? Mm, I guess. Something from Stanton, someone from Stanton is a Stantonian. What is a someone from Waynesboro? Hmm. Someone from Crozet is a Crozation. Right? Crozation. What is a Waynes, someone from Waynesboro? So Wayne's Borean? I don't know. I don't think that has the most uh, je ne sais quoi of a moniker. Wayne's Borean? Because of the emphasis of the boar. Hmm. A Waynester? Wayne Mania? Wayneans? What's the nickname? We get distracted. I'm sorry. We're distracted here. Why do you think Waynesboro, viewers and listeners? Albert Graves, welcome to the program. He says, more boom for the valley. And again, Seville getting left in the rear. Albert Graves says, Waynesboro has cheaper property taxes and is not as woke as Charlottesville. That's his take on this. Albert Graves, Mm -hmm. I'm going to respond to that. I mentioned this live on air on the I Love Seville VA show. Thank you for commenting on Twitter. Why do you think, J-Dubs? Talk to me. I think those are some great reasons. Um better than I would have come up with. Um, I think it's 
also a, an area that uh, that can that can expand still, right? Deep throat. I'm going to get to your comments. John Blair. I'm going to get to your comments. Ian Casco. I'm going to get to your comments. Vanessa Parkhill. I'm going to get to your comments. Viewers and listeners, why Waynesboro? A better question. Why not Charlottesville? Why not Albemarle County? You want to touch on those questions before I offer my thoughts? Well, in, in regards to Charlottesville, maybe they realize with all of the expansion going on with uh, already in Charlottesville, there's just probably not any room to, for Northrop Grumman to do something here. Uh, and maybe they're also thinking about their uh, potential new, uh, new workers. Uh, new hires and f- actually caring where they end up living. Bill McChesney, mayor of McIntyre, deep throat, we'll get to you. Bill McChesney says Waynesboro had huge industry before and there's still a lot of vacant infrastructure that could be utilized. He calls it a Wayne's Worldians. Albert Graves says Waynesboro is the land of the little giants. You know the reference hmm. to the Little Giants? I'm not sure that I do. The school mascot of Waynesboro uh, High School, okay. the Little Giants. I would and that's never valuable that. information that you get here on the I Love Seville show. Deep Throat says, in terms, this is Deep Throat, one of our top five viewers and listeners. In terms of where people will live, Albemarle County, according to their development dashboard, has over 10,000 units approved and unbuilt. Hmm. Deep Throat also says... And we know in Charlottesville we have three student projects at or near approval that will amount to roughly 2,000 beds. Deep Throat offering a little perspective on development in this community. Carol Thorpe, Queen of Jack Jewett, hello. Francis Morris, hello. Logan Wells Claylo, hello and welcome to the broadcast. Viewers and listeners, why Waynesboro? James Watson says the whole city is likely considered a federal hub zone, which is a designation given by the feds that gives tax breaks and incentives to encourage business in blighted industrial areas. James Watson dropping dimes. Props to Watson. Olivia Branch says the folks from Keswick were called Keswickians. I'm a Keswickian then. I like that, Olivia Branch the Queen of Keswick. Let me give a quote from the mayor of Waynesboro on this. We are, quote, she says, her name is Lana Williams. Quote, we're thrilled with today's announcement that Northrop Grumman has selected Waynesboro for their newest facility. This investment brings economic growth and new employment opportunities to the city and the region. We look forward to a long and mutually rewarding relationship, end quote. That's the mayor of Waynesboro. Here's a paragraph from today's story on ilovesevil.com. News you likely heard first on ilovesevil.com. And if you want more background information, ilovesevil.com for this story. The Virginia Economic Development Partnership worked with the city of Waynesboro to secure the project for Virginia. Governor Yunkin approved an $8.5 million grant from the Commonwealth's Opportunity Fund to assist the city of Waynesboro with this project. The question, why Waynesboro and not Albemarle in Charlottesville, is a good one. The question, why Louisa for $11 billion with a B and not Charlottesville in Albemarle is a good one. Is that question followed by answers like the political climate? Is that question followed with answers like the expense of land and dirt for development? Is that question followed with answers like red tape caused by government and bureaucracy from a development standpoint? Is that question followed by labor shortage in Albemarle and Charlottesville? Is that question followed by, Albert Graves said, wokeism in Albemarle and Charlottesville? Let's go to LinkedIn. John Blair, Jerry, the... Help me with this word, denonym. Den, I spell it. D e n o n y m. Denonym. 
You going to help me with that one? Man, the viewers and listeners are smart on this program. You're looking it up the definition of that? D-E-N-O-N-Y-M. I, would, I, I think by context clues is moniker or nickname is, is what the context clues are telling me there. Uh, used to denote the natives or inhabitants of a particular country, state, or city. Demonym? He's got a D-E-N-O-N-Y-M. Um, I don't know about that. I think you probably meant demonym. He says, the moniker for Waynesboro is undetermined. Folks in the city laugh about it, but I've heard Waynesborian or Waynesborite. <laughs> Waynesborian. Vanessa Parkhill says the Valley has existing skilled manufacturing base. She also says, I wonder if any impact this Northrop Grumman move in Waynesboro has on their Albemarle County location. I have that question as well. Is this a different division? Vanessa Parkhill is asking, or will this have an impact on Northrop Grumman in Albemarle County? It is a fair question. It's one we should be asking. John Blair says, the Valley's economic development efforts are on fire right now. It is a great day. The Valley is on effing fire. No doubt. This will drive property values in the Valley. John Blair dropping dimes. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. Let's go to Deep Throat. Deep Throat. Keep the, keep the ammunition coming. With Waynesboro... Uh, he's correcting the spelling over there. It's D-E-M-O-N-Y-M. Yeah. Did you know that word? No, I don't think I'd ever seen that word used before. I, I love the viewers and listeners. Why Waynesboro, Deep Throat says, vacancy. Also, why would you put industrial use and say Aspen? If a place is a tourism and remote work mecca, why would you pay up for that, for industrial projects? Very well said. Yeah. One of our answers as well. 1,000% agree with it. Here's... I'm going on your shot over here. We on the Judah shot? Yep. Hey, I'm on the Judah shot. What's up, guys? This guy's a good man. This is a good man right here, Judah Wickhauer. Um, read that nickname for Waynesboro. I'm going to get us some red vines so <laughs> Holly Foster and Henrico can see us. I like it. Wayne's Bourgeois. Where the Wayne's Bourgeoisie reside. It's a good word. I think I like that one, though. I don't. Holly know. Foster gave us some red vines. Do they see the red vines? They see the red vines. Here, would you like a red vine? I'll take one. This is from the Queen of Henrico. She she gifted these to us. We're eating them, Holly. Got to put the cover on. Keep them fresh. Go to the studio camera, there, J Dubs. Go to the studio camera. Oh, sugar. That's yours. I forgot to get one. Are we on the studio camera? Your head is. Okay, my head is. All right. Goodness gracious. All right. Man. So what was the nickname for Waynesboro? The Waynes Bourgeois. TJ Fadeley. TJ Fadeley, good man. TJ, I sincerely mean this. Your political future is bright, my friend. TJ Fadeley on Twitter says, it makes you wonder why Albemarle County did not go to the Virginia Economic Development Partnership for Rivanna Futures. That's a great question. TJ, give us another... Give us another uh, retweet on this. Give us more perspective. Almaro County spent, what was it like, 55, 58 mil? Is this like a cigar? Ah, this is, this is delicious. Mm-hmm. I love a red vine. Thank you, Holly. 55, 58 mil on land. That was an afterthought. Carly Wagner's got beef with this. C-Wags, you watching the program right now, C-Wags? Carly Wagner's got great perspective. 55, 58 mil to buy land from Wendell afterthought land for Rivanna Futures to essentially keep the spies and the economic development opportunities that comes with the spies in the Almoral region as opposed to risking them, leave, risking them uh, leaving to another jurisdiction. The rumor mill had St. Louis, the scuttlebutt, had St. Louis given them free land to relocate. So Donna Price, who came on this program, love you, DP. Got nothing but love for Donna Price. Dynamic, charming, Leader, can't wait to have her back on the program. She said the purchasing of the land from Wendell for Rivanna Futures, the 55, 58 mil, was the best economic development opportunity or strategic move that government has ever done. 
except for what they did with the University of Virginia and attracting UVA here. Significant praise right now. TJ Fades, keep giving us some perspective there, TJ Fadely. Love you, Fadely. Uh, Albert Graves, the local Charlottesville and Almoral job market will continue to plunder as more six-figure earners move into the area and make housing and just living here more unattainable for those blue-collar workers who pour the wine and serve the food and collect the trash. There's some truth to that. You want to break what he's saying down right there? He's basically saying that the rich people are pushing out the poor people and eventually they're not going to have anyone to take out the trash or cook their food, serve them at restaurants. Uh, I mean, seriously, the more, uh, the more people buy up the homes around here, the, the less affordable it's going to be for the people that are barely making ends meet, whether it's working at, uh, you know, whether it's working as a, as a trash man, a garbage man, or, you know, working in the restaurant industry. What do you call that? Gentrification. Boom. Boom goes the dynamite. TJ Fadley says this on Twitter. Yeah, if they are willing to give billions of dollars to Waynesboro for Northrop Grumman, I'm sure Yunkin would have gladly given some money to Almoral County to soften the blow on taxpayers for Rivanna Futures. Fadley, TJ Fadley's future is bright politically. He just ran at a, at a, at a challenging time for an independent libertarian centrist politically the independent centrist libertarian or centered leaning conservative this was probably the worst time in a long time for that kind of candidate to run and you saw a democratic sweep across the commonwealth state senate delegate school board supervisor the dems dominated what would have been a better time though well, the better time might have been the Yunkin. Can you talk to me about Redline? Years, 20 years ago. I don't know. I mean, 2019. Was it? When did Yunkin win? <clears throat> what did Yunkin win? Did he win during uh, 2020? I'm, I'm doing a quick little googs here. You tossed me a Reddy? Yeah. A Redvine? Let's see. Oh! I dropped it. Darn it. That was a good toss. That was on me. Uh, who won in 2021? So we got in office in 2022. 2021 was the time to run. Here, though? I mean, he didn't win here. Well, and probably wouldn't have if he was running for anything uh, That's fair. a smaller office. Because if you look at what Bryce did at the school board race, Bryce... Conservative, Spillman, uh, liberal, no question. Bryce got only marginally less than one point of uh, voter share when tied with what young kid did in Almoral County when he ran. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? I think so. Put in perspective what I'm trying to say. Uh, what do you mean when you say when he ran? You're saying what he, how he fared in the polls in this area? Yes. Okay. So you're saying that uh, he did not do much better than... Yunkin did more, or uh, Bryce did less than 1% better than Yunkin. Oh, 1% better. Less than 1%. Yeah, so... Marginal. Basically a wash. Basically a wash. And if he had been running for local office, he would not have won anything. Pretty much. Pretty much what I'm saying. Not That's surprising. what I'm saying right there. Yeah. Uh, it's just challenging. It's challenging. Uh, questions are coming in fast and furious. Um, this is from Deep Throat. People say that homes in New York City are 4 to 5x what they cost here, but I never had a problem getting served at a restaurant in New York City. Pace is that get- a fair comparison? Let's pick that one apart. Uh, I'll read it again. People say that homes in New York City are 4 to 5x what they cost in Charlottesville area but I never had a problem getting served at a restaurant in NYC. You want to pick that one apart? Mm, well, I don't know what year we're talking about. I think things have changed everywhere, and I think it's a lot less uh, affordable living anywhere now than it was probably back then. Um, I think the pay scales are also different. So 
while it may be more expensive in New York, uh, people are also making more money than they would be here. Mm. At least on average, I think. Other than that, I don't really know. Um, I'm going to pick yours apart. Siri, please respond to his text message. Yes, I need to read the contract and have legal read it as well before we're going to sign it. That's just common sense. Syntax. Um, I think that the density we have in this area when compared to the Big Apple makes that a little, uh, makes that statement difficult to digest. The density is significantly greater in the Big Apple than Charlottesville. And because of that density, there's more labor, uh, a deeper labor pool that can create restaurant success or restaurant sustainability and longevity. I think in the Charlottesville, Albemarle area in particular, if restaurant owners are not thinking automation and technology and window pickup and trimming payroll, the future is going to be challenging. And why the future is challenging is I'm not sure there's the density of labor anymore in the Charlottesville Almoral region to attract <clears throat> restaurant workers that work hourly and are paid marginally because I don't think they're going to be commuting from 30, 40, 50 minutes away for these kind of jobs anymore. You disagree? You agree? I agree. I mean, how do you commute 30, 40 minutes one way to a job where you're potentially scraping. I mean, it's the same thing. It's, the same, it's, it's almost, in, in, in a lot of ways, the same challenge the Charlottesville Police Department is facing. The Charlottesville Police Department is essentially at a similar pay structure as other police departments, but the cost of living is so much greater that they're having a difficulty filling these positions. Furthermore, the crime is greater in Charlottesville versus some of these outer counties, and the toxicity or the political climate is more challenging and more headwind riddled in the Charlottesville jurisdiction versus other jurisdictions. So those are creating hiring challenges. Now what Cotchis has done, and we just saw Chief Cotchis drive by. I like his super deluxe, fully loaded, uh, nondescript, black Ford Explorer that he drives around in. The George Clooney of policing. Huge fan of Chief Cotchis, anyone who watches this program knows I'm a huge fan of uh, Mike Cotchis. He is changing the narrative. In fact, I'll probably put together a commentary on ilovesevil.com on how Cotchis in his first year on the job, we're approaching the first year marker, has changed the narrative of the Charlottesville Police Department. We still had a police officer, was it last week, within the last 10 days, that got seriously injured um, trying to arrest a juvenile. Yep. Do you see that? <clears throat> I heard about it at church. The, uh, one of our members is the uh, Charlottesville police chaplain. And what did he say? He said, pray, and if you can... Donate. Donate. Mooses by the Creek is doing a fundraiser for this fallen officer. That's fallen great. officer that has three children. Yeah, I believe he's paras- paralyzed on one side of his body. I mean, think about that. Ladies and gentlemen, in Charlottesville, mm-hmm. that's, that's tough, right? Definitely. John Blair's got this comment. It seems like the snide over-the-mountain remarks made by Charlottesville and Almar residents might not be so accurate anymore. Very true. You want to pick that apart there, J-Dubs? Yeah, I mean, uh, Waynesboro is getting Northrop Grumman. We can hardly call them uh, backwoods bumpkins. Bumpkins is a word that I think Deep Throat likes to use. Ian Caskell, welcome to the program. Thank you kindly for joining us. Bumpkins is a funny word, isn't it? It's a great word. Bumpkins. It just rolls off the tongue very... uh, That's the problem with Wayne's Boreans. It does not roll off the the tongue, does it? it doesn't. What is the best nickname we've heard so far? (laughs) The Wayne's Bourgeois. (laughs) What is it? The Wayne's Bourgeois. You like that one, man. She was getting a chuckle over here. Yeah. 
It's not very, uh, it's not very nice, but uh, it is kind of funny. Deep Throat says, did I forget my, um, let's see here. I'm getting text messages left and right here. Uh, try Aspen or Jackson. Sparser than here, way more expensive than here. Still totally fine getting your toilet plum or your table bust. It may cost more, but it gets done. The public sector issue is real because the public sector wage scales don't adjust quickly. If you're tuning into the program, the breaking news, which you can find on ilovesevil.com, is uh, Northrop Grumman is investing $200 million into Waynesboro to create 300-plus jobs. I mean, this is monumental news. The economic development... Also, breaking news here from Jerry Ratcliffe, who's at the press conference right now. Tony Elliott said today that UVA running back Paris Jones has transferred to the Fraser Rehab Center in Louisville, which specializes in spinal cord injuries and will be there for several weeks. Paris Jones, the football player that got injured last Thursday against Louisville. Think about this. I was talking about this with my wife. UVA's got a running back named Paris Jones. He took such a serious hit that both the UVA medical team and both and the Louisville medical team rushed from the sidelines to attend to Paris Jones. It was such a significant hit that the television broadcast team chose not to show the replay. Wow. He was carted off the field, put on a stretcher, immobilized, carted off the field, and taken to a hospital in Louisville. He's been in the hospital in Louisville, Judah, since last Thursday evening. Ratcliffe's at the Elliott press conference. Tony Elliott, the head football coach at UVA. Elliott just said that Paris Jones is going to be at the Fraser Rehab Center in Louisville um, for the next several weeks, a center that specializes in spinal cord injuries. He also said Anthony Calandria will start Saturday against Duke. And Tony Musket is in a boot but will not play uh, for Virginia. Think about this. A young man playing a sport that he does not get paid for suffers a spinal cord injury, mm-hmm. has already had one spinal cord surgery, and now is in a hospital a couple of states away in a place he doesn't know, away from his teammates and coaches, and he has to spend weeks there to see if he can use his body in its full capacity like he used to on Thursday morning. Yeah, it's rough. And people have beef with college football players earning money. Thoughts and prayers for Paris Jones. I'm a God-fearing person. Dear Lord, please be with Paris Jones. Please offer him strength. And hopefully, Lord, he's surrounded by friends and family. Amen. Carol Thorpe. Jerry, I'm, a, I'm donating to this fund on November 6th. I encourage you to share the link with your viewers. The Central Virginia chapter of the Police Benevolent Association. She's sharing a link. Oh, man. I mean, J-Dubs, I think it's safe to say that the community is massively going to get gentrified over the next handful of years. No doubt. Albert Graves says New York is 10 times bigger than Seville and the pay is triple what you make in Virginia. Yeah. This is what the cities should do and Albemarle County should do. They should highlight their tax relief opportunities through a much larger megaphone. A lot of people don't even know about the tax relief opportunities when it comes to owning your house. And if you make below a certain wage, you get tax relief. The unfortunate nature is that wage is so low that the folks that are below that wage are either retired or... or, or injured and unable to work. That threshold should be increased so mm-hmm. more folks can fall under that fall within the threshold parameters. Yeah. 
<clears throat> Next, the city and the county, Alboro and Charlottesville, need to be extremely careful with what they're doing with real estate taxes and the real estate tax rate and property taxes and the property tax rate. Look, the city and the county, they have to assess your home on what the market value is. They have little control over the assessed value of your cribs or your whips. What they do have control is they have control on the rate. They can fiddle with the rate to help from an affordability and keep some, some loose change in our pockets. If these folks don't start adjusting the rate and fiddling it downward or southward or lowering it, then you, you genuinely got to question the, the long-term vision of these folks. Yeah, I'd love a red vine. That's a oh, I dropped it again. Here. No, five second roll. <laughs> Brush the dirt off. There you go. And 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 have you heard of this one? You may see this on iloveseville.com. How about this that was sent to me by a homeowner on Jefferson Park Avenue? Jerry, since you wrote about UVA's opposition to the proposed high-rise on Ivy Road, maybe you would be interested in writing about this even bigger one at the corner of JPA, Emmett Street, and Stadium Road. 530 apartments, 1,500 students, replacing nine buildings, including the historic Stone House. UVA architect Alice Rauscher, Rauscher told me yesterday that the letter she and uh, Colette Sheehy wrote also objected to this project for your information I've attached uh, the rendering of the building and some commentary from the neighborhood on this project 1500 students incremental 530 apartments replacing 9 existing buildings this is like an apartment tower I've said this once, and I'll say it again. The value proposition of covenants and restrictions and HOAs in the Charlottesville and Almoral area in particular has never been greater. The communities that have covenants and restrictions and HOAs are one of the few that are going to be protected by massive development like this. Well, that's if we ever get any development. I mean, it, the truest site's going to become something. It may not be 10 stories and 242 apartments, but it's going to become something. I don't, do you think it's going to go like Zero East High Street, where the city pays $5.9 million and turns it into a park? Can you imagine a park right there? It'd be a pretty small park. It'd be a pretty crappy park. <clears throat> I don't know about crappy. Okay, maybe not crappy. That was the wrong word. What would you call it? Savannah, Georgia has a lot of great tiny little parks. Pocket parks, they're Interspersed. Called. They're called pocket parks. Okay. About an, an acre is good for a park. Crappy is not the right word. You're right. It would be an odd location for one. That's what I mean. Yeah. Surrounded by a concrete jungle. That's what I mean. Odd yeah. location. And who's going to walk there? Well, that's another point. At least in Savannah, you've got, they're interspersed, and you know you go through one, walking from one place to the other. Another thing I'm saying is like the city can't just keep cannibalizing and kiboshing development like that. Like I said the other day, eventually somebody's going to be like, "What's up?" I don't think you really, I don't think you really want to build any houses here, do you? Right. Albert Graves says, and still no personal property taxes from the university. Yeah. A lot of truth to that. It would solve. If you're, if you're just watching the program, Northrop Grumman, $200 million into Waynesboro. Vanessa Parkhill, I got the same question for you. How does this affect their location in Almaro County? It's a fair question. I got this question for you. These 300 additional jobs...
these 300 additional jobs, where are they going to live? I'm not sure they're going to be living in the city of Waynesboro or Augusta County. I would imagine it's an over-the-mountain commute from Crozet. I'm all for being a technology and economic development hub. I love it. Incremental sources of tax revenue. But there is a cause and effect. Mm -hmm. And that cause and effect, people could be pushed out. And that's a fact. Deep Throat, that Jefferson Park Avenue project is called Verve. And it's insane. But Planning Commission and City Council seem to have decided JPA quarter is the crumple zone that will take the impact of student enrollment growth. The value proposition of covenants and restrictions in HOA neighborhoods has never been greater. And if you're a viewer and listener of this talk show, I need you to hear me clearly. The houses in HOA neighborhoods are going to spike significantly in value next year, the year after, the year after that, and moving forward because of this density, upzoning, loosening. If you're considering a purchase in one of these neighborhoods, you do it now. Because if you wait, you're going to look at 25, 30, 40% larger sticker price. And I'll close with this. UVA basketball plays tonight against North Carolina A&T. They're a 30-plus point favorite. Granted, North Carolina A&T is, as Jerry Ratcliffe said on the Jerry and Jerry show, Tuesdays at 10, 15 a.m. on the I Love Seville Network, a rent a victim. You have two programs, the most marquee ones at the university, football and basketball, going in completely different directions. The only similarities they have, head coaches named Tony and orange and blue in their uniforms. The football team has not won an ACC home game under Coach Elliott. There are three and a half to four point underdogs Saturday, Duke hits Scott Stadium, three o'clock kickoff. A tale of two teams, Virginia football and Virginia basketball. And as the pressure rises, we'll see what happens with this football team. For Judah Whitcower, I'm Jerry Miller, and this is the I Love Seaball Show. Mm-hmm.